To wear a mask or not to wear a mask, that's not the question. I know it's an important question, should you wear a mask? But there is a deeper question, and I want to get underneath that deeper question to that deeper question in this podcast. In fact, I'm I'm going to deal with both questions. Should you wear a mask? And then there is actually something that you need to think about that's a little deeper than that surface-level question, and I want to deal with both of those components in the podcast. Should you wear a mask? Now, perhaps you do, and it's a non-issue for you. Well, praise God. But I am sure that many of your friends are not where you are, and you know that. You know, it never occurred to me to write on this subject, but it has proven to be a paper-thin problem that has turned into a mountainous stumbling block for way too many people. And most, as as most of our dilemmas go, we usually begin by asking the wrong question. That's why I said there's two questions here. There is a surface level external question, and then there is a deeper question. And you've got to not only understand the deeper question, but you need to be governed by it. Because if you are not, when when you answer the the surface question, should I wear a mask, you may not answer it well, and you may cause relational conflict where there shouldn't be. Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm so glad that you are here. The title of this podcast is To Wear a Mask or Not is Not the most important question. As always, you can read this podcast, and I want you to go to our website, rickthomas.net. This website is provided to you freely by those who support our ministry. We are a Christian nonprofit ministry, and we only survive because of your donations. If you are able to donate to this ministry, please consider it Please do it. It releases us to do what we do, to give it away, and to benefit many people around the world. Thank you so much for those of you who do support. To wear a mask or not is not the most important question. You know, isn't it instructive to think about your grumbling last year? To see how many things that you complained about last year and how you would welcome those annoyances today. The divisiveness in our culture today is at an all-time high, at least in my lifetime. Now, things have been worse, of course, and I know that. The American Revolution, the Civil War, and other wars as well. But I have not experienced life as challenging as it is now from a cultural perspective. Oh, I've had more significant problems for sure, personally and relationally, but from a cultural perspective, I've never experienced life more challenging than what it is now. And so as I reshuffle the events of my life hierarchy with worst being at the top, what is happening now is ascending. It is transcending. While my former complaints are moving down a notch or two. And as you look back to 2019 and think about what you struggled with then, I know that many of you were thinking that, oh my, I wish I had those problems today instead of what we have culturally speaking. You know, it won't be long before our most common mantra 
will have the good old days attached to it, you know, something like this. I remember the good old days when we were going through a recession. I remember the good old days when, and then fill in the blank with whatever problem is from your past. Of course, reflecting on how good you had it last year may teach you how things can worsen, which is a call to be thankful today for what you have. I'm not sure what you think about how bad it is today. When one of the biggest flies in our cultural ointment is is about whether we should wear a mask. I mean, isn't that odd? I suppose folks who live in worse countries than ours shake their heads at our mask problem, and I don't want you to hear in that statement that I'm downgrading, minimizing, mocking, being sarcastic. I'm not. I'm just just saying that it's not an issue for them, those who live in other countries. And sometimes it's helpful for me not to put you on a guilt trip or even to put myself on some weird introspective guilt trip, but sometimes it's helpful for me to put things in that perspective because some of the problems that I experience, well, they are small issues compared to what other people are going through. Nevertheless, this is a big problem in our culture, and you can't ignore it. And that's why I'm doing this podcast on it. Now, for those of you who have been counseling for a while, you know that rarely is the first question a counselee asks is the first one they should ask. I mean, typically a counselee will begin with the external problem, like our mask question here. And that's why I structured this podcast as a two-tier question that you want to ask. On the upper level, external behavioral level, we have the mask problem, and that is where most people typically start asking questions, and that makes sense, right? For example, a spouse will talk about their communication problems when they come in for marriage counseling, and they will ask for tips how to talk to each other without biting and devouring one another. And practical tips and best practices and guidelines are vital. And you will serve them well by providing a few ways they can communicate to each other without them being harsh or judgmental or maybe even silent. But As you help them with the practical side of communication, you also want to dig deeper to show them some of the hidden complexities and relational dynamics of the issue. You can't deal with problems just on the surface only. You always have to dig deeper and you want to get to the root and make sure that the root of the the heart of the individual I'm talking about is situated properly, biblically, in a God-centered worldview because out of the heart their mouth will speak. Out of the heart they will communicate either well or not. So in addition to giving them best practices, you want to get underneath the surface and deal with those hidden complexities and relational dynamics, and that applies to this mask issue. I know for some of you, you just want to say, hey, put on your mask, and then the other will say, well, you know, we know that this is conspiracy or or however, however we want to frame it. You can't just hang out there superficially. You have to make sure you're addressing the hidden complexities and relational dynamics of your heart. 
Our mask problem is similar to the couple coming in for counseling. It's not the first question. And when you think about it in this context, the opening paragraph of, Pro- of the Proverbs of Solomon ends with a statement that you want to form into a question to ask before you respond to the more practical mask-wearing query. Solomon implies in Proverbs 1-7, and that's the last verse of the first paragraph, he implies that you must have the right starting place before you begin problem-solving. That old verse is the best one for our times. The verse says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so we need knowledge, we need wisdom, we need instruction about this mask problem. But that is not where you want to begin. And you see it right there in the verse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom, instruction. I want to get back to Solomon in just a moment because I do want to dig down into this heart issue to make sure that you have the ability and the the tools that you need to assess yourself. But first, may I make an appeal to you? As you proceed in this podcast, perhaps the most challenging thing for you to do is to be slow to speak and quick to listen. And by the way, that applies to me as well. And it applies to all of us out there on social media, and that's probably the worst place of all. If if you hear the word mask and now it's become a trigger word for you, well, then you're in a bad spot. And that's why I'm making this appeal for you, for me, that we be slow to speak and and quick to listen. And so I ask that will you bear with me for just a little bit so that we can address this two-tier problem, the mask problem on top and the underlying issues below. I realize that many people are bent out of shape about wearing a mask, and I understand the tension. I mean, think about it. For those of us who are conservatives, we know that the left side of our political spectrum has, has pushed their agendas farther than they have ever gone before. And it's bugging some of you while tempting others to fear in ways that are debilitating. When you look at today's evolving political spectrum, you see everything sliding to the left. Everyone move left, please. And those of us on the conservative side, we see our side shrinking back toward the center. And the left side of the spectrum is pushing farther into leftist perspectives. There used to be a liberal left with whom the conservatives did battle. Now, those folks continue to exist, but there is another group on their side that makes liberals look conservative. And it's not like these socialists and communists and Marxists have not been around before most recently. They have always been here. The difference is that there was a time when the left and right had immutable lines of disagreement, and we both agreed that America is a great country, though we differed on which worldview would be preeminent. It's not like that any longer. Many people feel as though an invisible force is pulling them into a dark left-leaning black hole. 
And that's why it is imperative for all of us to make sure that our hearts are adjusted and governed by God, because underneath this mass question or these things that I'm speaking of here, it's not as simple as saying put on a mask or don't put on a mask, whatever your opinion may be. There is fear or frustration, depending on how you emote about this, it is intensifying as as many folks are watching the shifting of the Overton window. The Overton window is a box. Think of it like a rectangular box going north and south, and there are gradations of ideas in this rectangular box going north and south. At the top of the Overton window are your more radical ideas of the culture. And then as you move farther south toward the bottom of the Overton window, the more conservative you become. And within this box is where the left and the right have always talked back and forth to each other. The left at the top, the conservatives at the bottom in this illustration, and we would discuss our ideas, conservative and liberal. The problem is the shifting of the Overton window as it as the box is moving upward. It's not changing in size. I'm not saying that, but it's changing what acceptable talking points are. Let me give you an illustration of what I mean. It used to be that being gay was outside the Overton window of acceptable behaviors. Today, being gay is near the center of the window while disagreeing with gayness has fallen out the bottom of the window. In fact, it has fallen so far outside the Overton window that it is considered hate speech. Do you see how the Overton window has shifted up to where it is embracing more and more liberal ideas and it's dropping more and more conservative ideas? And so as the Overton window continues to move upward, our culture will embrace ideas that used to be taboo while historical conservative views will fall from the bottom of the window, making those formerly acceptable ideas unacceptable. And as the Christian community sees the slow eroding of their beliefs, their fear and their frustration levels rise higher than their faith. This problem is acute, it is sensitive, and it's not mitigating that's why the external behavioral question about wearing a mask is just not that simple. You can't bully your way. You can't bully a mask on someone because of what is going underneath, as I've been describing here with this shifting Overton window and the slow eroding of our beliefs. How do you follow along when you believe someone is pulling you into a world that you disdain? Should you give up this ground or should you stand fast? People are really struggling here. What if you give up your preference for, for now, whether it's wearing a mask or not or whatever your preference is, but what if you give up your preference for now and then you come back for it later after things settle down? Will things settle or will they change forever? And I've given up ground again. These questions, plus a few others, explain the problem with our mask, which is why you must be careful when addressing what should be an easy question to answer. It's just not for everybody. 
The mask is a symbol now, a metaphor of a world gone mad. Should you wear a mask? The world is dividing over this question, and so is the church. And even on a more granular level, friends and families feel the pinch, too. To add to the complexity, many folks of the culture are watching us Christians. A few of them laugh, they mock, they jeer, while another group, they feel affirmation. Now they know that Christianity is full of fake and immature Christians because we can't get this right. We can't agree, and we're divided over it. This angst about the mask and all the underlying problems with the mask, it brings us back to Solomon. And so before you answer the mask question, will you spend some time thinking about a better one? A more important question, Solomon wants us to go back to the beginning of knowledge to make sure that we're at the right spot before we ask a knowledge-based question about wearing a mask. He wants us to calibrate our hearts. If you don't do this, you won't think rightly about our mask problem. And so where is the right spot? As you heard in the verse... The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge about this mask. Solomon places the starting place for all knowledge in the fear of the in, in the fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of how you think about this mask problem. If you want to know what to do about wearing a mask, you must understand and address you must address your understanding and application of the fear of God. Now that brings a more important question than whether or not you should wear a mask. Do you know what the fear of God means? Could you stand up and just give a a short three to five minute talk defining what the fear of God means? If you know what it means, how is the fear of God actively monitoring and guiding your mind as you think about the should-I-wear-a-mask quandary? Because the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of God has two parts, to give you a simple definition. Those two parts are this, the fear of God. God is a God of judgment, and God is a God of love. Those are the two component parts. It's two sides of one coin. The coin is the fear of God, and on one side, God is a God of judgment. On the other side, God is a God of love. God is love. Both of these components you see at the dawn of humanity. Let me explain. After Adam and Eve sinned, there was a judgment on them. God is a God of judgment. But God was not just the punisher of sin. God provided a sacrifice for them so that they would not have to pay for their transgressions. God is a God of love. That is a perfectly balanced understanding of what the fear of God means. If you lean one way or the other, you're going to have a problem. For example, a God of wrath and judgment only, it leads to an unhealthy and self-damaging way to think about the Lord and, and to respond to others. 
if you if you are if you lean too heavily on God is a God of wrath and judgment, then again, if God if if you are a God of love only, and you lean too heavily on that side, where judgment is weakened, then you you have a toothless Santa that takes you down a path of any self-conceived luxury or lust. The balanced Christian has a healthy fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. And that healthy fear of God is an all-field fear that rests in his astonishing love because this believer that knows that Christ forever judged their most significant problem in life. This Christian is not just a restful one because he understands God is a God of justice and a God of love, but their peace shapes how they think about God, self, others, life, and the mask problem. The fear of God is why a mask does not manage their attitudes or their words, which brings us back to Solomon again of why it is so important. If you don't have a good understanding of the fear of God and a practical application of it, well, that's the beginning of knowledge and you will not be able to respond well to God or others if you're not anchored in a solid understanding and practice of the fear of God. Now, you can test your mask response. If you lean one way or the other on the fear of God spectrum, your attitude and your responses to others will reflect it. For example, if you're overly harsh, stubborn, critical, unkind, resentful, frustrated about this mask thing, you're not at peace, and you lean toward the judgment side of things. Judgment people tend to be harsher with how they think about their matters of practice. I was reading someone on Facebook just today who was very harsh about this mask thing. They lean too far on the judgment side of the fear of God. Therefore, the judgment side impacts how they think about knowledge, in this case, the mask. But if you're more afraid, more manipulatable, you're willing to go with the flow, and you're characterized by anxiousness when thinking about the mask thing, you're leaning too much toward the love side of things. You see, love must have courage. Or it's not love at all. It's the fear of man. It's the, pers- the person is afraid to take a stand. This is a pseudo-love. It becomes a failed attempt to keep others from being unkind at you. If your love does not have a backbone, the judgment side, don't call it love because it's not. You're fearful. And so the judgment-leaning person is stubborn, harsh, angry. The love-leaning person is weak, afraid, and managed. A person who understands the fear of God is centered, balanced, and at the right place to have knowledge. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. They are not unkind toward others, and they're not afraid to take a stand because the fear of the Lord manages them. They can think rightly about anything regarding to life and godliness, including our cultural mask problem. Let me make it more personal to me. 
I have beliefs about things. I have a belief about the mask. I have a long list of things that I believe and do. And some, and we're talking about preferential things. And some of you would be offended with my position on these preferential things, the way some people are offended because of other people's take on the mask thing. But these things in my long list of preferential, my preferential list, they're not sinful to me. But some folks would not agree. Because of these, a few of my preferential practices grind against their souls. And so because of this tension, I have a very low view of the mask problem, by the way. I, I don't, I just lean, I lean toward the side that it's not as important as people make it out to be. But I know that there is a tension and therefore because of this tension, if I know that something bothers someone, I will do the best that I can not to do it in front of them. It would be unkind for me to be a stumbling block. But then the comeback is this. I can already hear it. But what if it's not a sin? Are you to bow to every whim, every preference, every peculiarity, every quirk of someone? Well, the answer to that question, if you understand and practice the fear of the Lord, the answer is obvious, isn't it? evident to you. If you bow to every preference that someone has, you are love-leaning with little courage. But if you blow off someone because they're immature and they just need to get over themselves, you are judgment-leaning without kindness. Neither instance, love-leaning or judgment-leaning, is the wisdom of Solomon. If you fall one way or the other, you need to get alone with God and work out your skewed understanding and practice of the fear of the Lord. It would be wise and useful if you connected with someone more mature than you are to repair your fear of God problem. I'm not trying to be unkind here. But if you give in to every quirk, preference, peculiarity, whim of someone that's love leaning that lacks courage but if you blow them off like they just need to get over themselves that's judgment leaning and is without kindness and so as you correct your fear of god problem you will grow in knowledge you'll grow in wisdom you'll grow in instruction and you will figure out how to answer the mask question now i suspect that some folks will listen to this podcast and they will be expecting me to answer the mask question for them these folks lack understanding and they tend to want folks to solve their problems without them doing the hard work of wrestling with God. 99% of all your questions in life are not in the, the Bible in an explicit way. Should you eat at Burger King or McDonald's? Should you marry this person or that person? The Bible doesn't answer most of our problems in an explicit way, as in thus saith the Lord. Virtually every one of them. There are some things that are clear, but there's very few. And that's why you have to wrestle with God, because we're talking about wisdom questions. You have to make a decision about wearing a mask based on where you are with the Lord, specifically your understanding and practice of the fear of God. If you're too harsh or too manipulated by others, you're not at the right starting place, and you will not react rightly to others, and you see it all over social media. 
If you're one of these ways, uncharitable, leaning heavily to the judgment side, fearful, leaning heavily toward the love side, the essential thing you should do is ask someone. If you're not sure, ask someone about your attitude, your words, your actions about mask wearing. If you're not willing to do that, then, well, there's a, there's a humility issue, and you pro- probably already have your answer. I couldn't make my appeals any stronger because this is such, this is a paper-thin problem that has turned into a mountainous stumbling block for way too many people. If you persist, leaning one way or the other, you'll just continue to stir up strife. But if you're willing to Solicit input from one or two competent, compassionate, courageous friends. You will be able to adjust yourself biblically. Now, these friends, as I have described them, they have the core components of friendship. What are they? They are competent, skilled in God's Word. They are compassionate, kindness toward others. They are courageous, not afraid to speak the truth in love. And if you have that kind of friend, please talk to them. Make sure you're at the right starting place, which is a proper fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom, instruction. And if you have a proper understanding and application of the fear of God, it will influence your practice and then your response to the mask issue. It'll be as right as it can be. If you want to read this article, I want you to, the title of it, to wear a mask or not is not the most important question. If you want to talk to us about this article, I want you to do that. Before you do that, I want you to share it with 1,000 of your closest friends. Would you share it with a friend? Would you have a conversation with a friend so that you all could talk about it? And by the way, I have some questions in the call to action, which is what we have on virtually every one of our articles, a call to action section where you can take our our article and, and you can really interact with it at even a deeper level. And I would love for you and a friend, a, a friend who is competent, compassionate, c- courageous, and for you to talk about this so that you can work it out. And if you are able to help us and you want us to continue to do what we do and to keep these resources free for everyone, please consider a donation and come to our website and let us serve you if you have a question. Thank you so much for listening.